0: Hello, my name is Matthew Nicklaw. I am in DDA 8 at Nashville Software School, and my capstone is about I wanted to see where the best place in America to live was, what counties had the best quality of life statistics, and then base that off of um, on what factors affected quality of life the most, whether it be population density or median household income or a variety of other factors.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I would, I'm would. definitely excited to hear the results of that and more about your findings. But before we dive into that, I would love to know um, what uh, life was like before NSS and what your career was and sort of what prompted um, you joining the program.
0: Sure, I have a very weird way in. Uh, I, was probably Let's hear only, it. <laughs> I was probably the only one in my cohort. Um, I've been a professional actor and television writer for the last 15 years. Um, so, You know, I also had two kids recently, and that freelance lifestyle stopped being cute uh, around three or four years ago. So I was just searching for something more stable for myself. In college, there was kind of uh, two roads diverged in a wood. I was uh, about to be a statistics major, but at the same time, I really loved acting, and I just went that way. Q15 years later, here I am, wanting to get back into something where I could use my brain and uh, I went back and found the data analytics world. Realized that I could actually use a lot of my. I've pitched all the major networks before. I've pitched my own television concepts to big rooms of executives. Um, so I was like, how can I parlay those soft skills into a real job?
1: <laughs> a real job. <laughs> yeah, a real
0: job. Real for real people, I guess. Um, I did. I have a masters in clown. Not really, but um, pretty much just uh, not super helpful in the real world. You know, I wanted to give my kids a a more stable future. So I found Nashville Software School, and it's been like one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. Now I finally have a real-life skill set. I have a resume. I have things that I know how to do. I have computer languages that I, I know how to speak. And I was able to use all my soft skills from my previous life in in data analytics since it's proved really useful.
1: Well, I'm so happy to hear that your experience has been such a positive and empowering one. And you're putting that master's degree in clown, as you said, (laughs) to use alongside these new technical skills. Um, But I'm sure that these skills, as um, you know, you said you're a writer and I'm sure that that storytelling um, definitely had a place here as well, because I hear oftentimes, you know, with data and data analytics, you're telling a story with the data or you're finding the story um, that is there So in talking about that, sort of what inspired um, the project or the question that you had that prompted the project that you developed during this?
0: Yeah, so um, I have lived all around the United States my whole life. I've lived in seven states. Uh, I counted 16 counties. I'd never lived anywhere longer than three years my whole life. I've lived in rural areas, major metropolitan areas. I've lived by the coast. I've lived rural I've lived in red and blue states, rich and poor areas, kind of all over. So what I wanted to answer was which county set us up for the most success. Um, So I found a really amazing quality of life statistic through the University of Wisconsin Population Health Institute and kind of used that against a variety of other factors to see what affected quality of life the most. And then I made my own ranking to see Um, which counties were the best um, to set people up for the most success and where the most successful people lived based on um, a variety of other factors. Specifically, I found with the most correlation being, not very surprisingly, median household income. So obviously, the more money you make, um, the higher quality of life you can live. But um yeah, that's that's kind of where I started.
1: I got you. I got you figuring out which zip code you're trying to get a job in. Totally get that. Where can I, where can I get the most bang for my buck in in the quality of life? Um, and then in terms of you know scraping all that data together and developing this project, what tools um, did you use?
0: Mostly Python. I love I love SQL. So I was kind of Jones, and we are doing. We we're about two months into Python. So all my formulation, all my merges, all my data cleaning came in Python. But then I was really missing me some SQL. So I found a, a Panda SQL library that I put back into Python. And I, I used all my data manipulation techniques through, a, through SQL because it's, it's how my brain works the best. And that's how I used to analyze all of the data that I found.
1: I gotcha. I gotcha. And then, you know, in developing this project, when it was all said and done, what was the overall um, story that was told? You know, what, what, what did you find? I'd love to hear more of, of what you know now and if any surprises came out of um, the project.
0: Yeah. First, um, my first inkling uh, was that population density had some correlation with quality of life statistic. Um, because I was thinking, you know, super densely populated areas might not have a higher quality of life. And I quickly found that there is absolutely no correlation between population density and and this quality of life statistic. So I was a little bummed because that was my initial thesis. So I was like, all right, I got some more time. Let's find out what what actually affects quality of life the most. I then moved on to uh, percent access to exercise. So um, greenways, walkways, access to gyms, parks. So th- they're in, so I was thinking in certain counties, you know, they might be super dense, but if they have access to these uh, escapes within the city, that that might give people a higher quality of life. There is some correlation there, but not super strong. Uh, Obviously, in certain states, it was much stronger. um, But on the whole, in the United States, it wasn't a very strong correlation. So then I moved on to percent uh, of adults with um, some college, and that was a very strong correlation to quality of life. So if there is some secondary education past high school, it, it seems that a lot of People did experience a higher quality of life, and then finally, I wanted to find the number one factor with the highest correlation um, to quality of life. And of course, it is median household income, um, which was a bit of a bummer, uh, just because I was like, "Oh, I was hoping it would be something a little uh, a little less obvious." But it's pretty true um, the more the more money you have, the better quality of life you live, and uh, obviously. Uh, One of the craziest things I found was median household income has a stronger correlation to quality of life than life expectancy. So um, I thought that was pretty crazy.
1: That is wild. That's definitely not the not the assumption that i would have um originally made in the beginning. You know, i th- i definitely think that you would think that obviously um median household income would would be up there, but the fact that it just kind of blew everything else out of the water. It's interesting that your, you know, the data and in your investigation sort of led you to what you kind of said is like the most obvious answer, but that that's interesting that you were able to confirm that. Um, I would love to hear, you know now you've done this program, you said you're you're ready for this career change. So what are you hoping for next? Um, what are you looking for in terms of your next chapter?
0: I would love to find a job with um, just wonderful employees. Corporate culture is super important to me. Um, I haven't worked in an office in some twenty years. So in order to do that, I just really want to um, love the people I work with. Um, i I'd love to you know, just appreciate the work that we do. Um, so I'm just, I'm just really looking for a great employee-centric company, someone that can um, both mentor me because I am relatively new to the tech business, but I have a lot of soft skills that are really applicable to the data analytics world, specifically storytelling. Um, I love being in front of other people I love talking. I love being put on the spot. That's not a thing that a lot of data analysts will say. Uh, it's just one of those things. Like I just enjoy meeting new people. Again, I've lived all around the United States. I've met all kinds of different people. So I feel like can, I can fit in anywhere. But most importantly, just want to be somewhere where I am wanted, where I can add value. Um, there's a lot of incredibly talented people in my program. So it's just, it's been interesting being at like the non tech version of one of those people. But I had my own skill set to bring. um, And it was nice kind of going through this program, realizing that I do have a lot to bring to the table.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, your hard work um, these past couple of months being a part of this full-time cohort and you making it this far has definitely shown, you know, the work ethic and the skills and the drive. And like you said, you speak all these new languages. You've got the support of the NSS team behind you, and we're excited to see um, what success looks like in your future. Thanks so much for chatting with with me, Matthew.
0: Yeah, I've really loved NSS and I I encourage anyone else who's another fellow creative who has some math skills or statistics skills or or storytelling skills to jump into this world. It's been so beneficial to me and I love my instructors and my classmates have all been so supportive and I don't, I'm just, the last six months has been one of the best times of my life. So thank you all so much.
1: Amazing. Thank you.